Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fourth season, we're looking at Kenneth Branagh's 2011 film, Thor. I'm Matthew Fox from the Ethical Panda family of podcasts. And I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real family of podcasts. And today we're talking about Minute 65, which begins with Thor apologizing to Loki and ends with Loki failing to lift Mjolnir. Joining us on the show today, sadly for the last day, because we've had so much fun with you all, are the hosts of Season 2 and Season 3 of the Marvel Movie Minute, Kyle Olson and Rob Cabasco. And Kyle and Rob, I've got a question for you all. Minute by Minute Podcasting, what would be your one dream property? Like any universe, anything. <laughs> if you could just have that one thing, a movie or an episode of a TV oh, show or, or a man. whole TV show. They already did it. It was the Incredible Hulk and followed by Iron Man 2, right? <laughs> right? Come on, guys. Come on. What's your next dream? You know, what's your next dream? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I say we, we've come to appreciate on a different level as you're, as you're oh, unlocking in your own right. heads now. Ooh. For me, I guess if I would do a minute by minute, it would probably be Scott Pilgrim. I think there's Scott Pilgrim is one of my favorite movies, and I feel it's just so dense. It's so layered with all these different visual things going on. Uh, I, th- I think it's I think it's one of the best comic book adaptations of all time. Okay, that's a good pick. I would say, you know what? I'd want to pick something either Pixar-y or Iron Giant. Yeah, because well. I just think that there's a lot to discuss about the art of the, oh, the Iron Giant, actually. Yes. Because there's, that has like one, it has four, maybe five of my favorite cinema, cinema moments of all time. Mm. Oh man. I, the Iron Giant piece by piece. Hold up. Hold up. Kyle. <laughs> we may have to think about this. Oh, a rivet by rivet podcast. Uh, oh my God, dude. Hey. It's right up on my wall. Come on. But if nothing else, Matthew, yeah, yeah, both, what have you, what have you done? <laughs> if nothing else, I've had people ask me to do an episode on the ethics of the Iron Giant. So I just think Ooh, two people volunteered nice. to be my guests for that episode. So I will contact you about scheduling and we'll have all of that and more after this quick break. We've heard there's some confusion from people because they can't find us on Patreon when they're looking to support us as a member. Well, like many podcasters, we love Patreon and what they offer. They have another platform, though, called Memberful. They're actually kind of like one in the same, one big company. What we love about Memberful, it allows us to build our patron support platform right into our own site. So if you've been thinking of becoming a patron to show your love for the show, but you just weren't sure because you couldn't find us on Patreon, just know we are, in fact, using their platform. It's very easy. Just go to truestory.fm slash Marvel Movie Minute, and you can find out what we offer to our patrons. It's only $5 a month, or you can get a discount if you join at the annual rate. Thanks for your support, and thanks for listening. This has finally worked. Thor kind of gets in on the conversation a little bit as uh, as we continue what he was saying with the last minute when he started or when he ended the last minute with no and he continues here I am sorry thank you for coming here wow okay so after all of that that Loki just said this is where we are uh, with Thor actually being the one to apologize and thanking his brother for coming to let him know Loki says goodbye and then uh, and then just kind of, I don't know, he backs out of frame, disappears. Uh, let's start talking about that a little bit. Um, let's start with Thor, because I think if there's anything that we've seen throughout this film, I mean, yes, he's he's bombastic and he's arrogant and everything, but he's also an incredibly genuine, genuine character. 
And that's something that I really love about watching Thor. And like when he's talking to Jane in the cafe in, in, in uh, Isabella's diner and he breaks the cup and, and she's just like, you can't do that. And he genuinely stops and says, then I won't do that anymore. And when he's saying goodbye to them on the streets, the way that he just so is so present and actively saying goodbye to them in such just a, a kind and thoughtful way. Uh, it's it's just like there's something about this character that carries such genuine honesty and sincerity. And that's what I see here. And it's, it's interesting because, I mean, sure, uh, he may have been in a place where he could have gotten a sense as to what Loki was up to. But I don't know. I just I find this moment so touching. What did you all think of this? Well, I think that he's here's what you're seeing is you're seeing the 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 recreation of Thor sort of like that transformation. So he's been so broken. His self is his self-worth has been so broken. And that piece by piece, I mean, if you if you die to self, then you can then be of more for others. And that's what this is. That's the whole that's the whole arc of right of this of this character. And so you're seeing that now, like where he wouldn't have been wouldn't even given the time of day of caring about. Uh, you know, working with local customs or being genuine and saying goodbye. No, he's now doing that. And you see it all come together here in that he not only apologizes, but the thank you for coming here is that I know you could have just forgotten me. It sounds like everyone's written me off. You could have too. You should have written me off. You probably took some little chance of coming here. Thank you. And that is the total turn beginning of Thor's, the reclamation of his soul. Like, he's like, okay, I'm showing gratitude now. And to me, it's so interesting that you you say that because I think you're completely right. I, though, had a very different take on it. <laughs> to me, this is... The phrasing of that was funny. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, not that, like, I, I, I think they're both correct. <laughs> the fact that that idea came from you, Rob, Oh, no, no. I, that, did not, that was not lost on me. I Let know. me just say, that, not that was not lost on me. I know. But, but my car, so well my car. Uh, <laughs> To me, what I mean is that, like, I feel like your interpretation is very true, and what I'm going to say is coming from a very different direction, but I think they're both true. To me, this reaction from Thor is what proves that what Loki just did is gaslighting 101. Because, like, an essential part of gaslighting is making the other person not only stop blaming you, but blame themselves. And and be grateful that you're willing to point out all the horrible things that you've just said about them. And you're right; it is it is a death of the self and a death of and 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 so I kind of wanted to there. I'm pushing back a little bit because I, I don't want to sort of see that as a good thing. But but I think you're right that there's an extent to which like all of the things that have been going on for Thor do allow him to feel it this much. And and that probably yeah, it is kind of a real bounce back moment for him. And, and yeah, I think that I think I think both are true. You know, I think that it is Thor having this very genuine moment where he trusts. Loki entirely. And, and so it's having this very real moment of like, yeah, I've been wrong. And, and that's the brilliance of it. Thor has been wrong about those things. He has been selfish. He hasn't been thinking about it. But Loki's able to take that genuine feeling and just gaslight the hell out of him. Wait, I'm, I'm going to tell you this in about maybe when we get about 14 more seconds into this, I'm going to drop a bomb you did not see coming. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because I have a completely different theory on this because of one thing that we are going to get to okay. momentarily. Oh, wait, wait. Let, me, let me strap on my bomb protective gear. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, so, so just also, I just wanted to point out there's this 
Tira that has been kind of clinging to Thor's cheek through this. And I just, I find that so heartbreaking. Like that, that little single tear, I just, one, I find it incredibly heartbreaking. Two, every time I see a single tear, I always picture Dennis Hopper from Waterworld. Oh, golly gee, a single tear is rolling down my cheek. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> and it's just, you know, that, yeah, there you go. I've, Yin Yang in, in these moments. Who had a Waterworld reference on the thing? Right, right. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, that's awesome. I, I just, I, as a resident, like, I'm the ethics guy. I don't know nothing about film. I need to throw in one quick comment about filmmaking technique here. A while ago, we talked about that wonderful moment from Heimdall where he said, like, they ask him, can we pass? And he says, never. And then a few seconds later, have I allowed people, you know, have, have this to happen. And it's a wonderful misdirect. And granted, the fact that it ended one minute and then started the next is part of why we probably over-exaggerated the misdirect. <laughs> it was there. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing here. Like, Grant, we, no ends one minute, but there is a little bit of a pause. And I think that, I think it's intentional because I think you're supposed to, and I certainly did, when Thor first says no, you think he's maybe going to argue with Loki a bit. Like, no, don't leave. Let me still make my case. Let me, let's see if we can figure this out. Yeah. And so for it to be no, and you think that, and then no, it's him saying, like, I'm even worse. Thank you. You're the one. I'm the one to blame. Is just so, I think it's so much more effective because of that just very short pause. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, and then Loki, I mean, you know, he says farewell and, and he turns to go. What is so great here is this shot we get of Loki where uh, we see him from his back as he turns and he turns into camera into kind of a close up, extreme close up of his face. And we just get this look on Loki's face. There's so much in it. There's also not much in it. But I mean, you can really read a lot into kind of what's happening in as Loki's thinking through all of this. And then he kind of walks out uh, of the room. I don't know how. Does he walk through the wall? Does he disapparate? Who knows what what Loki's doing? But regardless, the point is, this shot of his face is such a great, great shot of what? It's just a great shot of Tom Hiddleston. But two, like, I don't know. I feel like this is the sort of shot that we get of Loki that is kind of so defining of him as a character. Did any of you get that from this shot? So here's my bomb. Oh, is this the bomb? <laughs> is this the moment? So, So what is missing from this face? The grin, the the smirk, mm-hmm. the grin. Oh, yeah. the, exactly. And why is that? Because there's because, a mirror. Because I, <laughs> the door is a mirror. It literally, the I, Thor could just be, "Hey, uh, I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to go out on the limb on this." <laughs> Loki knows that there's a glimmer, and he knows that there's a there is still a little crack in the door, and he knows it because of what Thor just said, which is, "Thank you for coming here." And it's hit him that, wow, you know what? I've been trying to crush you, but actually, I think I'm actually going to be the instrument of what brings you back. Mm. And I really honestly think, because here's the deal, that's a smirk moment. Mm. That's Loki. That is clearly a smirk moment. And it doesn't happen because deep inside him, and I absolutely believe this is a directorial choice, deep inside Loki, he knows, yeah. Maybe I have a role to play in this after all. Okay, so I admit bomb has been dropped. And because I thought at first it hadn't, because I literally have written in my notes, why doesn't he smirk? And right. But but here's but I was gonna go in a very different direction to it. Cause to me, I think if he had smirked, it would have been one of those moments that just makes a movie so much worse. Yes. Because to me, I feel like 
the smirk would be too easy. And and I think mm-hmm. you may be right. I didn't even thought That's of that. That's what he is. That's what he is, though. Well, but, but the thing is, but all through this movie, we're talking about how complex his emotions are. And I, I, I think you may be right. I, I had a very different take, though. To me, it was that he knows that he just did this, and on some level, he's smirking, but he still has the poker face. But also that, I mean, he does love his brother. Like, and we've talked before that he feels kind of bad sometimes that Odin did this to him. And, t- and so to me, I, I think you may well be right. I think it also may be that on some level he's feeling not guilty, but a little sorry that like Thor is going to suffer this way, but also glad for it. And so it might be all of it. But I definitely think like had he smirked, it would have been terrible. I think it would have been an awful shot. It w- well, no, I, I understand that. But I will tell you, here's bomb number two. This is the moment that plants the seed for the possibility of Loki, the Disney Plus series. Mm. Because the only way you get that character and what happens to that character in those first few episodes Mm -hmm. is because this person exists. Well, I hate that show with a fiery passion. So bring back the smirk. <laughs> oh, you. that's what I got. I'm on the, uh, okay, I'm on so, the ledge. I'm so, sawing no, it right I like now. It. I like as, it. We, as we end, as we end Loki's, you know, uh, soliloquy here. Do you think there were anyone in the audience who was like, did, did that really happen? Like, like, because. They we've been off Asgard for a bit, you know, is there is there any element do you think that they're there? They were intending that people were like, oh, is that did that happen? Like, did Thor did did Odin really die? Uh, uh, I don't know about that, but it's interesting because I, I guess I I never doubted that Loki came. Like, do you think are, are you suggesting that that did people think that Thor is just imagining all this? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I'm saying like like filmmaking wise, like the audience, like we're watching this happen, and Loki is relating this stuff to Thor. At any at any level, are we meant to think? Oh, that Loki is telling him the truth that all that stuff happened off camera, like it's happened between the last time we were on Asgard and the time we're here. Like, oh, all that stuff actually actually happened. Oh man, oh man, poor Thor. Or do you think we're always meant to be in on the joke with? Yeah, Loki? I don't. I don't think so because it feels very much like this is this character, and and the the level of exaggeration that he's doing here. It just it always came across like he's purely just saying stuff, and none of this is true. Because I mean, if Loki, if Odin had died, also as somebody who would be watching the movie. That's a moment that they show. But what if it's a bad movie? Because we all know movies where major events have happened off camera and you go, really? <laughs> I, here, perhaps, I'm going to admit that I have absolutely no credentials to do a show like this. I 100% did believe that that, that was true. And But here's the thing, and here's where uh. maybe it is partially a bad movie. Part of that is because, well, because part of that is, it's not that I thought it happened off sleep, it's off screen. It's that I thought I misunderstood the Odin sleep. Because the Odin sleep was right. not, like, you know, yeah. When we do it minute by minute and break it all down, it makes sense. But I do think sure. if you're watching the movie for the first time, you don't know any of the comics, you don't know any of this stuff, I think that's an easy mistake to make. And right. so, like, I, you know, maybe that's intentional or maybe that's just like, to me, the more I watch it, the more I think that you are supposed to think that Loki is doing this all intentionally. But I would say, yeah, I, I definitely was the person in the audience who thought it was, or at least I was very confused. I was like, wait, is Odin dead? I thought he wasn't dead, but maybe he is dead. Yeah. Okay. I guess the thing that would have thrown me particularly would have been just specifically when he said, and mother doesn't want you to come home like that. That to me was probably the one that was like, well, that would have been a little too mm. far. 
True. Well, you know, somehow Palpatine returned. So <laughs> when Chewie died, uh, and then he didn't. That's right. Oh that's gosh! Right. Wow, we are all over the place. It, I mean, it's it is a it's a it's Frigga's day. All bets are off. If only someone had a Star Wars podcast, you could come on to discuss those things with. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be ethical. Sh- sh- uh, uh, shameless plug for both of my podcasts. Hey, well done, well Andy, done. Back to you. Well, okay, so so I mean, it's an interesting moment. We we really have enjoyed this conversation between Thor and Loki over the last few days, and and now. Loki leaves and he, he, I don't know, he disappears. He walks through the wall. I don't exactly know what he does, but he does it in time. And what's interesting is as he leaves, like he's gone and Thor finally says goodbye. What I love about that is like when he says it, I kind of feel like this is really him honestly saying goodbye to his chance to ever come home. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there's a lot of weight in his goodbye and then it's kind of broken by this goodbye gag because it happens as Coulson comes in and then Coulson's like, goodbye, I just got back. Like this whole shtick. Wah, wah. One of my least favorite comedy bits in the movie. It's a little better because it's Coulson, but still I'm like, ugh. Uh, see, see, this goes right. back to what we were talking about a couple of days ago because I didn't think it was comedy at all. I thought it was illustrating that Loki is 100% in control of the situation. And that either because mm. Loki is the one who's like, the minute I walk out, I will end the phone call or that, like, I know exactly when Coulson's going to come back. And so that's exactly yeah. what I'm going to leave. Perfect timing. Yeah. Well, considering what we learn about Loki and mind control, like in subsequent stories, I think that there could be something with that, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So, again, Thor's not speaking much. Coulson comes back. I mean, he's walking in. Does he see Thor talking? Is he recognizing that this person on the other side of the glass is like just kind of talking to himself and mumbling and crying all, all by himself? I don't, now, now seeing like this, it makes me think that there's there, there's a cone of silence. Like basically that that the Loki has been keeping the two of them just having their own private conversation and all the video cameras and everything are just seeing Thor just sitting sadly. But then when he leaves... Then it goes away, so that's why Coulson hears the goodbye. So Loki has like it's it's kind of like the the video loop in Speed, and he's got a little loop yeah. of Thor sitting in the chair, just kind of playing for everybody to watch. Yeah. Okay. Seems like there's a D and D spell of that. I can't remember what it's called now, but I'm sure there's something. Yeah. Yeah. I would have taken it as that maybe maybe either a Loki is kind of projecting this whole thing into Thor's head, mm. or I think. I think until what, what happens 15 seconds later, it might have been possible to think that maybe Thor is making all this up, that maybe Thor, this is mm, Thor's mm-hmm. guilt talking. And that's why I think the moment we're going to get to later where Loki stops to try the hammer is very important for Loki, but also is just kind of a nice way of saying, like, no, this did really happen. Loki is physically in that space. Going back to kind of a point we brought up earlier about, like, why is Loki wearing this outfit? That is something that made me think, is Loki really here or is this all in Thor's head? Because why would Loki ever appear like wearing uh, Midgardian garb, you know? And 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 because mm-hmm. we've, uh, we've never seen him do that before. I mean, we've never seen him leave the planet before, but still, this idea just made me think that, well, maybe it is in Thor's head because maybe he's just imagining a particular agent who happens to be here is actually Loki, but and he's having this conversation in his head. So, um, but yeah, I mean, as we get to this next moment here, obviously all of that's uh, written out of a, of a possibility. I think that was a smart move. Like, it was a good move on Brown's part to, like, show that scene. Yeah. 
So people knew like, oh no, it happened. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a weird dream yeah. thing. And speaking of that scene, what happens is we go to the hammer containment cube. We see the agents standing guard. We see all sorts of uh, shield scientists working on trying to figure out what to do with his hammer. There is some walla of a scientist saying something to another scientist about some cluster of something. It's hard to tell exactly. Generally, it looks like it did before, except that, um, well, one of the scientists is using something that looks like a metal detector. It sounds like it's detecting radiation or something. Now, there are yellow flags in the mud marking something kind of all around kind of this the ring here. I have no idea what they've been doing since since the rain and since Thor arrived. They did put some grids down in the mud, so at least they have something that they can stand on. So there's been a lot of work since, I mean, I don't know, in the in the past hour, maybe, since, uh, since Thor kind of uh, came in there. I don't know. But this is where we see Loki in his uh, fantastic outfit. We see uh, his hand and coat as, as he reaches down to Mjolnir, wiggles the hammer. Mjolnir makes a little bit of its ringing sound. Loki, he kind of does what Thor did, takes both hands, puts it on, tries to pull it up, doesn't work, and he steps back. I don't know. What do you all think of this? I think the flags are there for the teeth that Thor knocked out of the agents. I was good evidence. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Um, And I just want to pull a plug for the, uh, that was either a Nanak 935 or 945 protective case, uh, the yellow one that's on the table. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Roughly around, somewhere around 2015, they changed the latches because these are the same color as the body. Now they've moved to black latches. And if you want more commentary like that, don't listen to this season. Listen to season two and four. <laughs> but if you want to pick up one of those cases, go to nanuk.com and pick one there you up. Go. There you go. No, it, uh, Rob, I'm so glad you have that kind of stuff to add because I, I, I do not have that. So I love that people pick up on those things. Yeah, I, I think this is a really important moment because I think it's – in some level, I, I love that he tries. I kind of don't like mm-hmm. that he does the double-handed pull because to me at first it's a sort of a like – Oh, maybe I am, you know, like he kind of like, it, I think he kind of is like, I don't think he was thinking all this time. Maybe I'm worthy to me. It's more like, oh, it's there. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Why not? And then maybe he gets kind of sucked into it. But I, I like that he doesn't get he doesn't seem like he's super upset about it. He's just sort of like, OK, that's 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 the worst thing. That's not me. Maybe being worthy isn't what I need to be. I'm worthy of something else. Let's move on. And to the the point that our guests brought up last week. That's a great shot of his hand. Uh, like there, there is a lot of interesting hand shots that we get. And here, mm, the yeah. way that Loki brings his hand up to it, it's almost like, yeah, maybe I will give it a try. You know, like you get like so much red in his hand movement here that I think is really interesting. Very casual. Yeah, and I was like that. Even though he's in a crowd, it's a private moment. Like he's not grandstanding for anybody. This is just for him. Yeah. Like, it's just like a question, like basically like the, the, the opposite of what we see in Age of Ultron. It's a question he does need answered. So it's just like, you know, like nobody, nobody can see me. So um, why not? Why not give it a shot? You know? <laughs> right, so, right. so here's the fun question to me. If he had picked it up, would he mm. have found some reason to be like, oh, Thor, one last thing? Just so he'd be <laughs> like, back in. hold on, hold on, Coulson. Hey, guess what? Look, no, not you. Like, oh, Thor. I, I just wanted to remind you that, like, I do love you. So- oh, am I carrying the hand? Oh, I guess I am. I hadn't even oh, thought of that. I'm I guess, sorry. I'll, I'll take this back with me. Is that okay? I'm gonna because <laughs> he would need Thor to know that he was worthy. <laughs> yes. You know, like I, I think even Loki couldn't resist that. <laughs> I love thinking about that. That's just fantastic. Do you think Heimdall is still watching? <laughs> yeah. 
absolutely. I mean, that's the king, right? Like, is he is he seeing Loki, or is Loki invisible to him? Oh, that's interesting. He he does talk about how Lo- Loki comes and goes, and he doesn't always see it. Yeah, and he couldn't figure out how the how the frost giants got in. Yeah, well, because also at this point, Heimdall does work for Loki. Yes, and so I don't know if Loki, and maybe this is why Loki's in the the clothing. I mean, maybe Heimdall Loki took the Bifrost down walked into this hospital and then started doing illusions when he had to get with Thor. What I think, though, is that this is kind of like, we know Loki can project himself, can project an image of himself various places. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is him projecting an image of himself. So it's not, but but then he gets to pull the hammer. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's like Loki's magic doesn't actually have a comprehensive way it makes sense or something. <gasps> what? <laughs> That's magic. <laughs> that's magic for you alright uh, well that's kind of it for this minute unless you two have any other last little thoughts or about this minute or anything else yeah we came into this week with a hammer and we're leaving with the hammer so well we smashed a few things yeah, we, did. We, uh, we made a mess <laughs> now we're done like you, you, we kicked over some tables now we're you out you reminded here. people what they should be listening for on their spotlight cast and like, well maybe we should bring back some of but uh, to both of you thank you all so much this has been a fantastic week uh, I mean for all the jokes aside like you all did such a great job with uh, Marvel Movie Minute and, the, and season 2 and 3 I've really been trying to like, kind of like make sure we keep the show up to that level so I'm so glad you all can be a part of this <laughs> Uh, and let me just ask you one more time, just for folks who want to find more of what you're doing now, especially, I know, Rob, you mentioned you're kind of hanging around Saturday morning matinee. You want to talk a little bit about that? And Kyle, you talk about other places people can find you? Yeah, we have a great time on SatMat. Uh, please be sure to listen. It is a wonderful show uh, filled with uh, games and trailers and trivia and a whole bunch of great stuff. Uh, if you love movies, that's the show to listen to. So uh, please check it out. Uh, at the next reel. I can also uh, have my own uh, website that I worked very hard on. I have not found a cool URL yet, so it's kyleolson.squarespace.com. Uh, <laughs> if you've got good ideas for cool URLs for me, send them my way because uh, I can't really think of anything. Uh, but you can find out whatever I've, what, I've, what I have done and what I am doing over there. Kyle, son of old. Son of Oli. Yeah, just yeah. send me a check if you pick that one. Anyway, thank you both so much for being a part of this. Andy, as always, thank you. And to our fans, you make this possible. Let us know what you think. You can find all the contact information on thenextreel.com, along with all the other great uh, podcasts that are part of the Next Real family of podcasts. And of course, if you want to find more of my stuff, you can go to theethicalpanda.com, or you can find those podcasts of mine, as well as a number of other great ones on different content, including some great stuff on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, all at strandedpanda.com. It's another great network of podcasts worth checking out. So thank you all so much. Thank you, and have a great day. Until next time, true believers. Enough said. Bye. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is One Last Ride by Martin Puringer. Find the show at truestory.fm, and if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, consider doing that for this show.